0: Hello, Baker McKenzie welcomes you to Connect on Tech, a global podcast series covering legal developments on data, technology, privacy, and security that impact your business. Here's your host, Brian Hengisbaugh, Global Chair of Privacy and Security.
1: I'm pleased today to have uh, with me Danielle Beneke and Yoon Che, both senior associates, uh, Danielle in the Palo Alto office and Yoon down in Dallas, who really focus on the development and use of AI Uh, in a number of different contexts. So great to have you on the program.
0: Thank you so much. It's great to be here, Brian.
1: Yeah, thank you, Brian. Quite a bit of hype around AI right now, and I think rightfully so in in both the legal market and, and more broadly. But I'm not sure everybody's on the same page as to what AI even means. So from your perspective, working with clients in the field, what is AI?
0: Yeah, you were absolutely right, Brian, about the hype, and, and one of the biggest challenges for our clients when it comes to how these technologies are regulated is that we're seeing all sorts of conflicting definitions globally across new laws, bills, uh, and policy documents, some more or less inclusive than others, uh, some technology and sector neutral, and others not so much, and in part, that's reflective of what we're seeing in the industry. From the earliest stages of the field, even the AI researchers themselves have disagreed on on what it includes. But if we strip all of that back, what we're really talking about, in my view, is machines or systems that make quite complex decisions autonomously, that is with minimal to no human involvement. And that's distinct from mere rule-based automation that we've seen for some time where a largely human-determined process is simply repeated by a machine. And you can get into all the technicalities of that, which is essentially various combinations of the core ingredients, which are data, algorithms, and compute power. But from a legal perspective, it's it's really the autonomous aspect of the technologies. That's the thing that the regulators are concerned about, and that's driving this flurry of new legislation and policy frameworks.
2: Excellent.
1: Yun, did you have a thought on that too?
2: Yeah, I agree uh, with Danielle, Um, especially from a regulation standpoint. The focus has generally been on the more advanced forms of AI uh, or those that mimic human behavior, if you will. Uh, So for example, a recent bill on the AI and Government Act of 2019 uh, in the U.S. defines artificial intelligence as any method implemented on a computer to enable the computer to carry out a task or behavior that would require intelligence if performed by a human. Um, Likewise, uh, a bill uh, from 2017 on the Future of AI Act defines AI as any artificial system that performs tasks uh, without significant human oversight. So I think from the regulatory standpoint, the focus has been on uh, more advanced forms of AI. Wow, that's uh, super helpful because it just illustrates how difficult
1: it is to actually define regulations that make sense and don't have just all kinds of fuzzy corners around them. Um, Is that really what we're seeing is we're seeing specific AI regulation as opposed to sort of taking existing legal frameworks and expanding on them or you know adding a adding a tweak here and there. What's what's happening on the legislative regulatory front?
0: Yeah, it, in a nutshell we're seeing both. Uh, and I would describe the current regulatory landscape as nascent but already quite complex. Uh, we've been doing quite a lot of public-facing work with organized organizations like the World Economic Forum the UN and others to help stakeholders within those organizations understand where things are at. And over the past several years, we've seen increasing intergovernmental and bilateral activity. We've seen sets of principles being issued by public and private sector bodies, academia, civil society and tech players, among others. And at the same time, we're seeing an uptick in regional and national policy and lawmaking. But of course, none of this is happening in a legal vacuum. There are many existing laws that touch on AI products and services. And perhaps a good illustration of this is some work that we've done with WEF as part of its Generation AI project, which looks at how AI-enabled products and services that interact with children, such as connected toys and and content engines are regulated. And in surveying our offices in key markets, we've identified a whole range of privacy, consumer protection, product liability, and other existing laws that implicate those kinds of products and services, as well as new laws uh, and proposed legislation too.
1: No, that's really cool. I mean, and 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 so true. I mean, I think one of the things we always see, right, is with any new technology, a legislator or uh, regulator who's trying to come in and, quote, help, end quote, can often do more harm than good because it's just so undefined what the technology can do or um, how it can be most productively used. Are you seeing any? Um, and then the the risk is, of course, that it, it the legislation or regulation might presume a particular business model or um, might set up some prescriptive requirements that don't really fit and therefore inhibit the growth and the the use of the technology. Can you see any of the inklings of that with some of this AI specific, either AI specific regulation that's already on the books or maybe some existing regulation that might impinge on on how AI can help in a way that was not expected? Any examples of that emerging yet?
2: Yeah, so I think, um, I mean, in the U.S., uh, there weren't as many um, AI-specific laws in the past several years, precisely for the reasons that we just went over. Um, there there had been some laws on biometric identifiers, which uh, does touch on AI. But recently, I would say, especially the last couple of years, there have been significantly more legislative activities that are AI-specific uh, in all levels of government And uh, while many of them are still pending, we are starting to see some of them becoming enacted, especially on the state and city levels. I think the areas that we're seeing the most development uh, in the U.S. and overseas is on, um, for lack of a better term, I I would say algorithmic accountability slash control and also on the use of facial recognition technology. And they are very targeted uh, in terms of uh, the technologies that are involved. Awesome. Um,
1: what, um, so what would you say in terms of practical recommendations for companies in the in the face of this? So AI, tons of opportunity, probably where all business is going to a certain extent. But what kinds of advice and guidance could you provide to companies now as they're navigating these U.S. and, and rest of world developments um, and also looking at existing frameworks. Any any top line recommendations?
0: Yeah, so I, I would say that there is an enormous spectrum of sophistication on the client side right now when it comes to these technologies. So on one hand, we're advising AI leaders who are really driving the key research and advances in the field, but we're also advising a lot of clients whose businesses have perhaps not historically been technology-led, but for whom AI is seeping very much into what they do and into a number of their business inputs. And the great thing is we can advise all of those clients, but who they are and also where they operate is going to determine what we highlight for them individually. Uh, But taking a couple of examples, we're doing a lot of work to help clients understand the specific risks of AI enabled products and services. So for instance, putting together product counseling playbooks and checklists that set out operative steps uh, based on the key markets in which they operate, uh, and we're also doing a lot of work to help clients understand how the development and use of new AI-, AI technologies might impact their contracting practices. For instance, how standard terms for things like IP ownership, liability, among other things, might change across different jurisdictions.
1: Awesome. Uh, you, any thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, no, I think those are all really great points. Uh, just also. Uh, For very AI uh, technology heavy clients, you know, that are looking to proactively, um, you know, put measures into place. We have uh, recommended things like establishing internal government structures uh, or considering the use of external tools and data set that can help minimize uh, algorithmic or data bias. And um, another thing that we've been seeing a lot of development in and would be important for clients is the different AI technical standards that are currently being developed by ISO, IEEE and other standard setting organizations. So if you want to be a step ahead, you know, just being attuned to those types of development can be uh, very helpful.
1: Perfect. Well, listen, Danielle Beneke, Yun Che, thanks so much for joining us. Great, uh, great podcast. We look forward to having you back.
0: Thanks so much, Brian. That was great. We really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, thank you for having us. Great. Have a good one.
0: Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for our next podcast when we connect on tech. For more information on data and technology, subscribe to our blog at connectontech.com
1: or visit our website at bakermckenzie.com.